0: Hello there and welcome to the Root to Networking podcast brought to you by Hamilton Barnes. Here at Hamilton Barnes we're a specialist, recruitment consultancy in the technology space covering everything from enterprise networking, telecoms, security, fibre and more. Hello everyone, welcome to the Security Vendor Spin-Off Series. I'm Harry Bailey, I'm the Head of Contract USA here at Hamilton Barnes. Today I'd like to introduce a special guest, Jaime Bueta the Principal Software Engineer at Vectra AI. Homi has been in the industry for over 20 years now, starting as an intern back in 2000. Since then, he has worked a variety of software development roles at many companies. I'm looking forward to hearing more about the journey he's been on to get to where he is today at Vectra AI. So to start things off, how did you get into your current career as a Principal Software Engineer over at Vectra AI?
1: Hello. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) so that's a a, very direct question to start with. Uh, yeah, so it was actually interesting because I uh, was contacted with Vectra. Uh, I started getting that like a couple of years ago, like three years ago. Um, but it didn't work out at the time, right? Yeah. They were doing quite some some things that are quite interesting to me, at least uh, in the area of security, in the area of AI, and everything. So you know, it was the kind of thing that oh, I finally didn't move with them, right? Like I went to another company, and you know, after a few years got back you know we got in cocktail again we started discussing and everything and yeah i moved with their <laughs> with them
0: <laughs> cool so so we were back in 2000 was that the first company you joined as an intern
1: no the, in, in 2000 the, fr- the very first company that i joined uh, was uh, sorry I, I thought it was the last one so the very first company i joined was uh, telefonica which is a big telco in in spain okay and uh back then it was uh yeah it was an, an internship it's a massive co- uh, corporation right so i was actually in the part that is was technically like telefonica r and d uh which is doing all the research and everything it's not yeah. really i wasn't really in the part of research i was more doing um more back then it was new, right? Like internet, what are the kind of things that you can do on that, all the dot-com <laughs> thing area and and everything. So it was an interesting time. Like I wasn't there like too long, but it was like a very and you know the kind of um convulsion, convul- you know, like very uh weird times in the company, right? Like a lot of people coming and going, a lot of projects, a lot of you weren't really I was just, you know, graduated and there was like a lot of uh, movements around and everything, yep. and a lot of teams moving and, and doing things differently, right? Like it was also the the dot-com crash. So there was also a realignment and everything, but I, I was there not not for too long.
0: So what, what was the point to where you transitioned into a software engineer?
1: I sort of started as a software engineer, obviously a, a junior one. Um, So I, I really liked programming since i was uh so I, I really got introduced to programming more properly during my uh, degree at yeah. uh, university but i was always being you know i really wanted to be working with computers um you know i had a zx X spectrum when i was a kid and uh, you know later a pc and everything and i started doing things with computers i wouldn't sort of think of that like programming, but really it's like sort of preparation, right? It's not the structure yeah. and everything, but okay. it's more like, oh, configuration files. How do you change? Right. Like and, and back then the computers were like more understandable, I guess, <laughs> like uh, they, <laughs> they, they were doing less things. Right. But all that kind of uh, thing of messing around with computers and learning how to work with them and uh, and everything that was, um, you know, when I got to say, OK, this is programming, this is how you make a computer to do what you want it to do. It it was very very um, very natural, right? Like a, net, a very natural progression on that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, and I started doing that, right? Like my my first job as an intern, I was really programming, right, and doing like engineering. Like probably you wouldn't consider that like engineering right like more a structure initially it was a little bit hectic and there was like not a lot of, of things uh, the the job that i had right after that that was uh, in center it was is a company that makes the, the area was in again it does multiple things but the the area was it was aerospace uh, mainly working in um uh, satellite work uh, like uh, it was software related to satellites uh, not necessarily going in the satellite but you know uh, earth segment is called uh, when you get a lot of uh, information flowing through satellites and and getting into a central uh, processing center etc so um, there there was more like the engineering part right like the okay yeah. how do we structure that how do we do releases how do we um, test the code for example uh, in a more structured way right like Probably when you think back that, back then, it was still way more chaotic that you will do now, right? Like now there are better practices and I think people understand better how to do software. But back then, you know, you have to follow a lot of um, regulations and a lot of uh, things to the point of, you know, I remember that I, we were having to sign tests right like you'll get like a, some documents saying okay this is the test for module blah the unit test this is a list of tests and everything and it actually had to be signed by the engineer running the test right like trying to get that to to get a certification and things like that wow
0: so obviously you said as well you started with your degree do yeah. you think that that helps prepare you for your job now do you recommend that route starting as, as a degree and then going in
1: yeah, so I think that right now uh, it's great that you have the option to not do a, having to do a degree, right, to learn how yeah. to program and to learn uh, software engineering and everything like that. Uh, but obviously, you know, if you can do a degree, right, like it's a more focused and a structured way of learning that, right? Like I, th- there's a lot of things that I always am grateful because, oh, yeah, I know – operating systems because I saw that in university and I know more or less how they work. obviously there's a lot of gaps that I had to cover because no education is going to be perfect in in every single thing and and technology moves very very uh, um, very, very fast. I, I don't think it's something that is mandatory, but obviously you know if you if you have a, a clear path ahead and you okay want to get to that when you're young is you know it's a plus right like you will learn yeah. a lot of things in terms of um like formal things right like in in you wouldn't think about uh all the things that go in a computer right like the computer is doing and uh, even to the point of electronics and things like that to to do the things that they're doing right like it's wow. it's and of course it's not at all necessary if you want just to to tinker around and to do things, small things. And, and definitely right now with all the information that is in the internet and uh, tutorials and how to do things and, you know, videos and learning, um, all kind of learning material, it is worth to explore that before committing yourself to know, you know, I'm going to be yeah. five years in university, yeah. <laughs> spending a lot of money to try to go through this route. But definitely, yeah, you know, if if you really want it and and like it and everything, I I think it's a good foundation for a lot of other things.
0: Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Obviously, you get. I feel like that's t- quite torn nowadays, obviously, because um, a lot of people want to go down the university route because of potentially old traditions. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it still runs true, especially if you want to reach certain heights in a job, like some management positions and things like that, usually mm-hmm. require degrees. So that's interesting. And then what is uh, one thing you wish you knew before you started in your career is maybe something that you didn't learn
1: from from your degree or from school or books. Yeah, so I guess that one thing that is um, quite interesting when you think about that, and obviously you know you never think about that, and obviously in in the in college they never told you about that for sure, is the fact that when you get into technology, you still have to to deal with a lot of things that are people. Problems, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, you think that just because you devote yourself to work with computers and everything, and, and computers are, you know, very peculiar mm-hmm. and they're very frustrating for one end, uh, but you know they're very uh, obedient on others. And uh, you know, I I joke about saying that you know you can get to a computer and when you have a piece of code or whatever that you are very stru- stuck on, and you know you just uh, sort of hit with a hammer until you get it working, right? people tend to complain the second time you hit the wind with a hammer, right? So it is not a viable thing that you can do with other people, right? Like there's certain things that you can repeat, right? And and a computer will never complain about having to repeat things over and over. It will never... um, Get frustrated because it's it's doing the same things or it's doing the wrong thing or is uh, you know and and people doesn't work like that, right? like you have to to learn how to work with people. Uh, you have to respect people obviously, and you have to to well, what is teamwork right? and and right. and it's also one of the great things, right? because you constantly learn things from the people on your team. They have different abilities that you have. they are they have all things that can teach you. um but it's something that I think, people need to realize, right? Like when you're working on on software in general, you're not working in the void, at least, you know, in, I don't know, 99% of the cases, right? Like th- there will be very, very rare that someone is capable of doing something 100% on their own. And if they are doing something 100% on their own, they're doing that for someone, right? right? Like not only for themselves. The only thing that you do to yourself is like your um your personal projects that, you know, that perhaps they're they're interesting but normally are not the ones that you're going to be doing professionally because yeah. if you do something professionally it's always going to be on behalf of someone right so there's there's an element there uh, of dealing with people <laughs> that i think is always um worth to keep in mind to say okay i need to think in the user i need to think about other people that are going to interact with my code i need to think about um long term what is going to happen with this right like how other people are going to maintain my code or or other people's code or coordination to to get yeah. better code, all that kind of stuff.
0: So like soft skills in a way. So obviously you have your yeah. hard skills and your soft skills. That's it's really it comes up quite a lot actually. Um I feel like soft skills is such a big thing in your industry, but a lot of people push it to the side. Yeah. Um mm. which is interesting, obviously it comes up comes up a lot more than I would have thought it would have obviously before we started doing this podcast. That's so very, very interesting you bring it to light as well
1: yeah um, like i i had i met someone uh he was um in a project that i was uh, he was an austrian guy and he said that when he uh you know went to college and everything he said like okay yeah i don't i don't really like uh writing writing he was describing that as writing letters right like uh, literature or or having to write and uh learning other languages right <laughs> and uh, he ended up as a consultant right doing things he he he, he studied uh mathematics eh, you know, because saying like, okay, it's the language of mathematics; it's it's universal and everything. And I don't have to be writing, you know, like <laughs> prose. I have, I can be uh, writing uh, uh, mathematical symbols and everything, and it's very precise and everything. And he ended up uh, being a, a consultant. And he says, "What am I doing every single time? Speaking in English, right? He was Austrian, so it wasn't his first language, and uh, writing prose all the time in <laughs> forms of emails, communication, and everything." I say, like, yeah, that's that's you know, at the end, that what uh, that's what I have to be doing every single day
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy how your life turns out (laughs) (laughs) what is when you were getting into industry what was something what was like your biggest challenge
1: my biggest challenge uh there has been something like probably the biggest though it was incredibly rewarding so I moved to uh, Ireland I'm I'm originally from Spain I moved from to Ireland in uh, 2010 and uh, well I wasn't like super young or anything, right? Like I was well into my my career, yeah. And that was like really challenging in terms, right? Like, okay, now you have to be uh, working in a different language. You have to be uh, my the industry that I was in completely changed. I got more into uh, web uh, services and uh, related to that, like applications, yeah. etc. Previously, I have been working more uh, industry kind of uh, programs. And, uh, you know, it was a complete change on that. Uh, the, the, you know, the trip and everything moving to a different country is, is quite a lot because there there's so many things that are the same, but not exactly, right? Sure. Like you go to the bank and it's like, yeah, I want an account. And there's some, a lot of different differences between, you know, how <laughs> things work in your com- uh, country and the other. And, you know, go to a supermarket and it's like, oh, why do they don't have this, but they have this and all that kind of stuff um so it was a a time that was quite challenging the, the first year but it was at the same time like really really wor- rewarding and i i learned technically uh so i moved to um to a company uh to do video games right okay and uh it was like doing video games for mainly things like you know casual video games uh facebook and things like that so uh Previously, I was um, working, I've, I've been working in, and again, industrial systems, scale systems. systems. Uh, so it was like completely different, right? Like different technologies. Uh, it was an opportunity to me because I, I actually wanted to move to be more like a full-time Python developer. Right. Uh, because I learned Python th- the year before or two years before. And uh, I really wanted, you know, I really liked the, the language and, and the community and everything. And I really wanted to get that. So it was an opportunity to be able to, to use it more in my day-to-day. And, but, you know, I didn't knew anything about, I don't know, web services and how to scale an application, how to deal with databases uh, uh, in that capacity. I was working with different kinds of databases, et cetera, et cetera. So it was like a, a time that was like, you know i really have to stretch in learning a lot of new stuff uh which has been really the base of my career uh until now right like in in that like moving to the cloud for example right like yeah. uh, learning how to how to set an application in the cloud and everything so yeah it was I, I think that was probably the biggest the biggest challenge uh, in that i I've, I've been in challenging works uh, jobs like uh, you know regularly and where you have like a specific thing that okay this is this challenging but as a whole right like a as a full time and everything where everything was was difficult and you know you have to be um pushing for it but at the same time quite rewarding
0: yeah okay cool interesting and then this next question is very very broad but mm-hmm just let your mind run free. So what does an average day look like for you as a principal software engineer?
1: Okay, yeah. So my day, like a typical day at the moment will be a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of meetings, (laughs) strangely (laughs) enough, right? Uh, Because there's a component when you're a principal engineer, uh, there's a component of coordination and learning that you need to do. So as you go, go, uh, higher let's say in your career path right sure. um, you move from senior developer you know so from junior developer to senior developer to you know perhaps principal or architect or something like that Um you need to st- start thinking more about uh, in terms of team and you know not necessarily just yourself though there are things that you will do yourself but more about okay how can i make everyone around me better right like how can we work better we, how we can communicate better how can we uh you know have a better understanding of the problems etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. so in lots of cases it's about uh, getting because you have experience right like you're more experienced than other people and then you have seen things that you say okay yeah I, I want i think we should be looking at this problem in this way and we should have right. the tools to be sure that this this problem is is available right like there's a huge amount of time that I spend in in recently, which is like, okay, do we have the proper tools? Do we have the proper data available for the problem that we are seeing? Are we capturing enough data? Are we, um, you know, thinking about that more than really solving the problem is more like, yeah. okay, are we sure that we have everything that we need to solve the problem? Wow. And that has like a lot of component of talking to people, learning how people work, uh, uh, trying to make them work um uh, you know to improve how they work and in lots of cases right like this is not like a prescriptive kind of thing like you go and you know everything and you say hey i know i have all the answers i we should be doing things in this way it's more like a discovery of okay how are you doing things what are the things that frustrated you okay this team and this team have have the same kind of problem how can we make them to get that the things that this team learn Right, that they had this problem, and suddenly they were using something, and you know, it, it's way better. How can we transmit that to other teams, right? And try to make sure that they collaborate and everything, which is a, a lot of work because teams tend to be, you know, relatively isolated, right? Like they do their right. own thing, and, and they are not necessarily aware that other people in the company have similar problems, right? Because right. they are looking on their own thing. So the the job as as uh, principal is sort of taking a step back and saying, okay, in this team and this team, I'm seeing something similar. So we can join forces and try to tackle that, right? And try to help shaping the discussion about that. Not necessarily giving the the solution, but trying to, okay, how can we get the solution together, right? Like, let's be sure that we are focusing the right thing. Um, I also have, uh, uh, you know, my uh, share of uh, programming. I, oh, I really enjoy keep programming, right? And, and I want to keep doing that. And normally I I try to work again in things that are relevant. So I perhaps I'm working on things that are like sor- sort of support or giving prototypes and things like that. Like, okay, I think this could be done more or less this way. Let's yes. try to explore it, try to do perhaps a, a proof of concept or things like that. Um, and and doing that, right? So anyway, I, I'm relatively new, well, quite new to my current job, right? Uh, so I'm still in the phase of learning. Uh, I'm talking to people, trying to understand what are the problems of the, or problems will be too much, but, you know, what are the things that are inefficient or, or the things yeah. where I think, hmm, here I think we could be doing that better, right? Because I've yeah. seen that working in mm-hmm. a different way. And I think that it's, it's, a, it's an area that we can, we can improve and be um better And I mean to me at least my main sort of objective is to try to remove frustrations from other developers right like the kind of things so oh the this takes too long or this is not clear or this is breaking or things like that trying to improve it so slowly but surely you're getting people to to be more productive and to to be more um you know less frustrated like but developers in general when they are working in a problem, and they don't have other completely unrelated problems, they are happy, right? Like, okay, I, I have a bug, I can detect the bug, I, I can reproduce the bug, and I can fix it, I can analyze it, and I, I can deploy it, and all that part is is seamless, I don't need to worry too much about that, then they're yeah. super happy. The problem is when, okay, there's something that fails, but I don't know what it is, I can't reproduce it. Uh, perhaps I have it fixed, but to deploy, I have to do this weird thing and my computer is broken or my environment is broken and I can't get that and I need to install something because it's this specific version. All that kind of thing that is um, is normally the kind of things that frustrate people, right? Like uh, they're sort of considered, they're very important because they're super important, but they're considered accessory, right? Like they want to focus on, okay, what is the, the bug or the problem or the new feature that I want to deploy? Uh, or that i want to develop and the rest is it shouldn't shouldn't get in the way right it should be something that is as simple as possible and as quick as possible
0: yeah okay interesting very interesting enjoying the conversation so far interested in following a similar career path why don't you take a look at our jobs page where you'll find your next opportunity head to wwwhamilton com forward slash jobs Circling back around and obviously outside of work, are you a part of any like software or networking
1: communities or groups? Not formally, but I, I'm quite um, active in the Python Ireland sort of community. I okay. attend regularly to the PyCon, which is uh, uh, the Python conference that is here yeah. in Dublin every year. Uh, I, I've been giving talks and I've been uh, participating in other ways, uh, mainly uh, not that much like you know every month or something like that but from time to time i go and 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 definitely like the yearly conference i i go every time right i I go to a couple of other conferences and things like that so i'm not like super involved in 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 that but you know good enough that you know i i I spend my share of time with other people (laughs) and and, you know uh, and uh, the, the good thing also in in dublin is that it has like a lot of technology companies and a lot of sure. uh, tech people, but it's not super big. So it's um, relatively easy to know people, um, to meet people in, again, meetups, uh, in, in conferences, in different things, right? If you're interested and, and you know, you see a lot of all those people and you work with those people sometimes, <laughs> right? Like you yeah. move to a, a job and they're there, <laughs> all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay, Cool. And then what do you think are the most important skills for success in the field? Obviously, we've talked a bit about soft, we talked a bit a bit about like your hard skills as such. What do you recommend or do you think are the most important ones?
1: So I think uh yeah, like I think that skills like like the soft skills are are super important and I th- yeah. I think they're normally the ones that people sort of miss, right? Like everyone is is very focus in saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to learn Java or I'm going to learn Kubernetes or I'm going to learn whatever, right? Like uh, um, any kind of tool, right? Like uh, React or whatever. And and you can be, be, get better in softer skills as well, right? Like you can invest time and you can, uh, you know, try to pay attention on what you're doing, how you're communicating and, and things like that, right? How you're writing, for example, writing, I think is a very, is a massively underestimated uh, uh, skill. Is very difficult <laughs> but yeah. at the same time it's very very powerful sometimes uh, someone described that as a way of program people right like if you tell them what to do or you convince them of what to do you can sort of influence uh, things that they will do uh, which is uh, an interesting i don't know if it's a little bit cynical way of yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, talking about that but i think it to a certain degree is true right like you can multi- multiply that many times over yeah. on that so so definitely that that and In terms of technology right like purely because i mean i i really like technology and i think there's a lot of people right in the industry that really love technology i think that the main uh, um thing should you know it 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 is like sort of having opinions right like if you really like this programming language you know go for it learn it well learn it by heart try to use it more in what you're doing and everything there's obviously a a place for for, for everything, right? Like not every single tool is going to be the best fit for everything, but if you really like something, um, I think that you will learn a lot of ways of using it and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of usage and a lot of, uh, the in and outs and, and that way of becoming an, an expert, right? Like it's, it's very, very useful because you're going to be, um, like you you will be doing more of what you like, right? And you're going to be able to say, okay, yeah, actually I was able to do this in this way and convince other people to say, okay, yeah, let's move to this kind of uh, tool because the, the tools are not, um, you know, there, there's this sort of philosophy saying, oh, tool, you know, a programming language is a tool. You should be able to do whatever with whatever one. But the thing is that uh, a programming language um, and other kinds of tools, frameworks and things like that, they have people behind and there's like a community of people that think in a certain way right and there's some some of them that are fit more the way you think and the way you you um you work and, and the way that you like working than yeah. others right so sometimes uh, you try to get to a different uh, style and it's just, like, uphill all the time, right? Like, why are we doing things this way? <laughs> you know, I don't understand why this is, is working like that and everything. And I don't know, like life is too short to be using tools that you don't really like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, fair. I, I I think that's fair enough. Obviously, there's, there's loads of different ways you could go about it as well. Obviously, you could niche in. I'm pretty sure there's a full <laughs> stack. Obviously, you can go full stack as well, can't you, where you do multiple yeah. different ones? Um. So, obviously, that's all, obviously a different route. But, no, I, I agree with you, obviously. Just stick with what you like and... There's always a way to progress within that. Yeah. Um, what emerging technologies are you most impressed with at the minute and how do you see it changing your working life?
1: Yeah, so I, I guess that, the, you know, the first one that comes to mind, right, <laughs> really uh, is, is AI. Um, the the previous one on that, which I want to talk about, uh, is, is uh, Docker and Kubernetes, which has really changed in the last, I don't know, five years or so, really changed the way web services in particular works and and everything that gets deployed into that yeah. uh, but you know like the the start of the moment is really ai right like the, yeah. i i think for my particular use case and the kind of things that i'm doing is the kind of thing that i look at it and say like i'm not sure how i'm going to be using it <laughs> because every time that i try is like more more like a toy at the moment for for yeah. for my particular use case right like i i don't really have this feeling of asking the tool to write code for me i never go, yeah. got to yeah. that sort of a state because it is like uh yeah. i don't know i i i just write the code right like it's yeah. it's not <laughs> like something that i really have like a um uh i think with that i think probably it's a little bit anyways probably a little bit overhyped right like at the moment okay. everything is like it's going to be doing absolutely everything but for sure, it's going to be useful, which is something um, that is saying a lot, right? Like it's it has been a while since we get like a technology of that kind of uh, mass appeal that you can say, okay, I actually can see this being useful and be in certain areas. On on that, that that is with more of the ones, right? Like I, I work in the, in the company that I work, Vectra, is a security company that uses actually AI, right? And yeah. and the main thing with AI is that. Um, it's very well tailored for very specific problems right. and very specific domain problems, right? Like the, the, making the jump from something that is very specific, a very defined problem, let's say, right? Like recognizing patterns in a in a particular because that's what AI does, right? Like it really recognizes patterns and, and continues them. Uh, it's it's like fantastic. It's it's it has like a uh, you know it's really really powerful. Outside of those boundaries it starts to get a little bit more like, okay, is this going to be useful? Or, you know, because, I don't know, like with CHAP-GDP, I guess everyone has been playing around with everything. It, it tends to lie a lot, <laughs> right? right? Like uh, it, it invents a lot of stuff. Uh, so it's very difficult to really make it like a, a, a as a ri- reliable thing for, for a lot of things. For others, yes, yeah. right? And, and of course, it's going to continue uh, improving, which is the thing that I, I guess everyone is uh, really looking at right like okay yeah this is generation x but what is going to happen with generation x plus five right like yeah. is, is it going to be way way better there's still like the fact that i i i've seen a lot of cases where people try to want a uh, chap gpt to write a book and i i haven't heard anyone saying that they want to read a book written <laughs> by <laughs> chat gpt right so i think there's a little bit of mismatch and i probably will generate like a a, a big um, amount of junk or things that, you know, but it's going to make that junk so much easier to do, right? Like yeah. so many, I don't know, spam messages or whatever, they could be <laughs> like a little bit better or something, and instead of being written by someone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the kind of technology that that really has impressed everyone, and, and everyone is trying to use it. There, there's things with, uh, you know, uh, Copilot and things like that to try to, to get code. I've I've personally never seen the appeal of that kind of thing. I, I don't even use autocomplete, right? So I'm quite old school in that in that regard. That, I, that is like, yeah, I can search for it and I can add it, right? Like it's not that difficult. <laughs> that's me, but the, a lot of people, you know, really like to have the autocomplete and having every every different uh, um, option available, and they don't have to to write that much or type that much. Um. So yeah, like. You know, for me, it's like less of a, an immediate kind of thing of how it's going to be used. But definitely, right, Like my, my last two jobs have been related to AI in one way or, or another. And uh, definitely it's, it's a tool that is very powerful. And the way that it's progressing, it's, it's looking like it's going to be doing a lot of very interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, and obviously, leading on to that, you said obviously progressing. Do you think it could potentially have a negative impact on younger generations, saying like 20, 30,
1: 40 years from now? It could be in the way that uh, it's possible that um, it is start, right? Like you can see a lot of evil applications of that, right? Like, for example, impersonating people, right? Like uh, there could be a way of saying, okay, if I write even with text, right? Like I can write text in a particular style or a particular way. There's obviously things that are also AI related with things like the fakes and things like that, right? Like you can um, impersonate people and there's starting to be security problems with that. Yeah. um there could be uh and and that could be something that could impact negatively a lot of people not only young people which of course they can right like they, there could be um applications that you can think of okay what if i have like a, a virtual friend right like a, a an ai friend that always tell me that i'm right and Uh, everyone else in the world is wrong, right? Like (laughs) it's it's something that perhaps you think and say like, oh, I can see the appeal of that, but I don't know if that's a healthy thing (laughs) longer term for someone to get hook on that, right? And even knowing uh, that could be a a little bit isolating. Uh, I don't know if it will reach that kind of thing, right? Like there's a lot of things that perhaps are uh, problems that they will never materialize as real things. But at the moment you know everyone is is sort of speculating and everyone is is thinking about that which is also uh makes it an exciting problem or an exciting time right like there's a lot of uh speculation on that there, there's a lot of fear i think as, as well that i don't know if it's um the best way of approach it and for sure like every single uh, technology will have their bad uses right like we love the internet we'd love the ability to have an email so i can communicate with my i don't know my mother and you know get a video call with with her if yeah. she lives in a different city and everything at the same time right like i can get email i can get sorry spam i can get uh, uh there's fraud over the internet they, they can um you know like uh, um steal things from you on the internet or you know Uh, photos or blackmail or whatnot so there's a lot of things that you know every single technology will have their bad applications it's a constant learning on okay how can we mitigate them how can we be better at things right uh on that for sure there will be like i don't know tools and and ways of um mitigate the bad uh, problems and and keeping the good things so in, in general i mean i'm a techno optimist you can say right like (laughs) i think that technology is going to enable us to be better Uh, but being better doesn't necessarily mean that everything is perfect right Uh, there's still going to be shady areas there's still going to be problems uh, just by you know cars are great they move you around you can crash a car and it's a problem right like uh, no one likes that so um but there's you know speed limits, there's uh, security measures in cars, and everything that you over the, t- the years, it will make them safer, it will be make them more useful, yeah. it will reduce or completely uh, disappear the bad effects, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic that we will get through that. But obviously, the moment where, hey, suddenly there's an explosion, and who knows what is going to happen. One thing that I remember always with that is the fact that when e-commerce started, Right. The thing that everyone was complaining about or scared about was a credit card fraud, a fraud. Right. right. Like, OK, we are. How can we sell uh, buy things online? We are going to have to give information and they will steal our, you know, use our cards for things. It's, it, it has never been a, pr- a, a real problem. Like, of course, there has been cases, but it has never been a, a real problem. The problem is more fraud. You buy something and it's not what you get. Uh, there's also problems with shipping, right? Like shipping is way more a problem than really problems on on payments. That the yeah. payments doesn't work. It's like more shipping. Where do I get things that they don't break in the in the way, et cetera, et cetera, right? So. Th- Everyone was thinking about one specific problem, right? Where the the really, really the real problem was a different thing, <laughs> right? So <Yeah. laughs> uh, we will be surprised for sure on the things. that, Oh, this is used for this kind of thing that we will never thought about, and all the things that we thought about, we, we, they will never materialize.
0: Yeah, interesting. It's a really interesting perspective. Really, really good. And then, um, if you could go back to yourself at 16 years old, what advice mm-hmm. would you yeah. give yourself?
1: I guess I will advise myself to be bolder. Um, I think that uh, yeah, I wasn't well. Uh, I, I I actually moved to uh, to Ireland. One of one of the reasons why I move why I moved to Ireland is because a few years earlier I actually uh, took a break from technology career and I just uh, made uh, was an an entrepreneur, right? Like I I set up a comic book store, right? Like completely uh, tech Mm, tech free right like it's not programming it's not it's selling right like buying physical stuff comic books and and other kinds of books and merchandise sure. etc and selling that to to mainly kids and and young people um and that experience really uh made me like it it didn't end well because you know uh recession and stuff but um it it helped me realizing that you know i was more capable than i thought uh, i was capable of doing like a lot of difficult things uh, that were um you know that because when you you own your own business and everything right like you have to take care of absolutely everything <laughs> yeah. Like there's no, no one that you can say hey why should i what should i do now now about this like you need to be the one taking the decisions right and uh, Previously, I didn't, you know, in some cases I was a little bit more, perhaps scared of some things, or 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 taking some risk, or or doing some things, or you know, uh, trying to be to think bigger in general. Uh, and after that, I was like more, okay, yeah, I can I can handle this, right? I can give it a try, and if it if not if it didn't end well, it's not the end of the world. You can you can try to do things, right? So so probably I will try to get that um, to to my 16 year old to try to be bolder, right? And try to think about, okay, if you fail, of course, you know, uh, being careful about what, what fails means, but you know, if you fail, is not the end of the world, you can retry. And and normally that failure is going to to teach you a lot of very interesting things that next time that you will try, you will apply them and and you will get a higher percentage of of success. Wow.
0: Yeah, interesting. Oh, I like that. Obviously, I think a lot, a lot of things that hold people back out is that first step. And mm. obviously, you you did make that first step, obviously to to go off and obviously make the comic book store. But obviously, unfortunately, yeah, it didn't work out. But obviously, I feel it feels like from what you're telling me, there was outside factors to it. So it's a shame, but obviously you're here now, and obviously you've got a very successful yeah. career. So <laughs> and
1: and the thing to me as well was because I actually uh, went through that route because at some point I was sort of burnout um, on okay. on computers and everything, and I I was like. Okay, yeah, because you know I had such a strong vocation when I was a kid, right? Like I I want to be doing this that I never considered sort of the, a different path, and it was my way of exploring. Okay, what if I try a different path, right? And yeah. and went through that. Uh, I mean, I'm quite proud of that because I, you know, it was it was um, it was sort of working until until the recession and everything and. Uh, but after that, you know, I came back to technology and I sort of, I came back with a passion, right? Like I said, okay, yeah, actually, this is, this is really what I want to be doing, right? Uh, so it was um, a sidestep to say, actually, oh, yeah, actually, I was there. You know, I, I feel myself that I like, you know, being involved with computers and software yeah. and whatnot. But, but I needed to move away from that for a little bit. To be able to realize okay yeah actually this is what i want to do right so so I, I think that people shouldn't you know my recommendation to people you know don't be afraid to if you want to be doing something different something different to take a to take a break and to say okay I, what i you know what can i do like can i do something different can i sure. um right now even is is pretty easy in a lot of companies you know even inside the company that you can move to a different position like being a manager being a pm or something like that and give it a try and say okay yeah, yeah actually i like it or or not or i don't like it but i want to try something different from here and um, so you know i i would recommend everyone that is interested in that to to try to give it a go um to see how it is because in in lots of cases until you uh, until you try that you don't necessarily know if you're going to to like it on and if if it doesn't work for sure you're going to be stretching some muscles that you're going to to find useful when you go back to to technology or to to be a, a developer
0: yeah okay Cool. Well, interesting and then these next questions are quick fire questions but mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to give one word answers you can go into as much detail as you want It's just basically a little bit off topic but the first one will be, what was your first ever job that you remember having?
1: Uh, teaching uh, physics, I think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, as a, as a you know, uh, helping, like, younger kids. Uh, I was a kid as well, but, you know, yeah, helping yeah. younger kids with their uh, assignments and, and things like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. That's interesting. And
1: then what's,
0: what's one thing that you believe in that everyone else thinks you're crazy for?
1: Uh, techno-optimism will, will probably be one <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, probably that will be something that, you know, when I talk to people normally, you know, everyone is in the, uh, we are doom kind of thing. I'm, I'm <laughs> quite optimistic for the, for the future. And, uh, yeah. And that's one thing probably at the moment, I think we need more hope. I, I think that the future is brighter. Again, not perfect by any chance, no. but it will be, it will be brighter for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. And then when I say the word success, who mm. springs to mind? Could be a famous person. Could be a personal person. Uh,
1: well, I I think to me that that will actually the first person that comes to mind is actually my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather first was um he was a journalist and a and a writer and. Uh, when he was old, he was able to get, because all his time, uh, you know, all all his career was a journalist and and a writer. He will write uh, books for a while, Uh, but he wanted to be a scholar, right? Uh, So when he was, and he was able to do that when he retired and uh, did books based on research, on the, you know, literature research, which was what he really wanted to do when he was a a young person. And, you know, to me, that's, been like super successful right like he was able to do that when the time was right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and 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 that was fantastic
0: yeah perfect i love that and then when are you most productive in the mornings in the evenings
1: i'm actually more productive in the mornings uh, i'm a morning person sort of uh in the I mean, if I have to do things in the evenings, I will do things in the evenings. But my preferred time to, if I if I have something very important, you know, or or a difficult yeah. thing or whatever, I will try to tackle that first things in the first thing in the morning.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given?
1: Best piece of of advice that I've ever been given. Um, I know that is a little bit like repeated and everything but you know <laughs> the be yourself part is really something that uh, helps you a lot and, and it's the kind of thing that when they told you the first time right like it's, it's a little bit cheesy right like yeah. <laughs> hey be yourself and blah blah blah. but the the fact that you know if you if you know yourself which is the difficult part right like most most people don't know themselves and i don't claim to be the best one to to know myself but you know just you, you start saying like hey i I'm, I can't be anyone else right like i i should try to focus on the things that i want to focus and and that part introspection is is quite difficult um yeah. to be to be the best me right like to to try to be the most truthful to to myself
0: yeah yeah interesting and then is there any topic that you think i've missed out that you'd like to bring to light?
1: well i, I th- just to to say that right because we touch a lot about advice and and you know uh, people younger people and everything yeah uh, you know just to say if people are considering a, a career in tech i think is is i think it's a fantastic uh, career right like it's it's very exciting there's like a lot of things happening It's demanding because it's demanding uh, but i think there's a lot of people there that probably doesn't um are not 100% sure because they think I'm not nerdy enough. I'm not intelligent enough, right? Like that, that kind of stuff that sometimes is, is a little bit. But really, like there's like so many topics that you can cover with technology. Um, I I think that it's not for everyone, right? right? Because there's people that okay, yeah, you it's not your inclination to be on that, or or there's things that you don't really like about that, which I totally respect. But I think it's probably for more people than than people give it credit, right? Like uh, th- there's like a very strong stereotype <laughs> assigned to people doing uh, software developers and everything. And not necessarily only software developers, but everyone that works in technology. That is not necessarily true, right? Like th- there's a lot of different ways of doing that. Uh, there's a, a big part on that, which I personally find very appealing, which is the the opportunity to build things and build things that are used by others, right? <laughs> Uh, it's not like a physical thing. It's not like burning a, uh, building a table or a, or a chair, but it's nonetheless is building something right that then you get to your customers normally that you know they will appreciate, they will use, uh, and that satisfaction of, of building something right, I think, is very ingrained on that. And I, I think it's very common for people to say, okay, yeah, actually, I build something right. Like there's other other jobs where perhaps you don't get that kind of building thing right like it's more about uh, other things uh but uh, you know to me it's, it's like really nice on that and i think that a lot of people can't really have like a, a career in technology and, and enjoy it thoroughly um, yeah. and probably they, they are not even considering that because you know they they have some sort of preconception about it yeah
0: okay interesting no, i really like i really like that i like i like that note it's end on as well um i really appreciate your time today um, it's been a pleasure having you on. Hopefully we have you back on soon. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd like to like to thank you once again and speak to you soon, hopefully.
1: Cool. Thank you very much.
0: Hamilton Barnes, thanks you for listening to today's episode. Whether you're looking for that next big opportunity or looking for like-minded people to join your team, we'd love to hear from you. So please don't be shy. Get in contact. we look forward to hearing from you. Call us on 0207 808 1415 or email us at hello at hamilton-barnes.com